RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system and our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena brings Zadal into the conspiracy, and he agrees to help her out with her brain troubles. She finds out on her way to work why Eskar Glow isn't doing so well, and once at the spire, she puzzles through the task force case. Silas comes by to let her know that if she needs anything else, please come to him, and also to ask Zadal to see him later. Zadal heads up after him for an appointment with his now nebulous fate. So you are still in the hallway outside of the meeting room, or the, I guess, the Wonderbolts HQ room, yep. as it has been appropriated to become. Zidal has exited. What would you like to do? I think Athena's already back in the room, trying to look through papers nervously, but I think she's just reading the same sentence over and over, flipping through pages too fast to, like, process anything. Gotcha. I think she's sitting on the couch with Bolt, though. He has not moved as many papers as you and is still just flipping through things occasionally and I think trying to keep himself absorbed in his work. That's good. Oh, Athena. Oh, man. I think she just, after like 20 minutes of trying to focus real hard, she just puts a file on her face and leans back on the couch. Just, she done. She can't focus on anything right now. Such a tiny man is in mortal peril and she can't do anything because it's suspicious. Yeah. After you sit there with your face covered for probably like 30 seconds or so, uh, Bolt speaks and he says, Get a very good light reading like that. Oh, sometimes my eyes glow. Maybe a little too close to your face as well. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm not getting much done. Have you gotten through anything? Have you got any research results? I don't remember specifically what he's looking at right oh, now. Oh, I just handed him a file. Oh. It was not specific. Results take time, Sedaris. Can't rush these things. What file are you looking at? Oh, this one appears to be about moths. Just moths or the moths that were I haven't being... gotten that far yet. Gotcha. Cool. Definitely about moths, though. Cool. I think she takes the file off of her face and rubs her eyes. And is just looking off into the middle distance, just trying to figure out what to do. If Silas cracks open Zidal's brain, he's gonna know a lot more shit than he would have previously. And she's really worried. She's really worried. But why'd you move here? City's kind of in the gutter right now. Might not be the best place to be, apparently. I think it's a fine place to be. I don't know. It's, it's weirder. Weirder than it was. I wouldn't know. 
I haven't been here that long. How long have you been here? A couple of months, a year. What? I don't know. You just moved? I said I've been here for some time. But like months and years, that's a bit different. I didn't say years, I said year. Year, I'm sorry. That's pretty fast though, to have your own task force. Well, it chose me, I suppose. That's pretty cool though, you know? Sure. I think Athena's taken a beat to think about that. Um, I would like for you to roll a notice. A no, notice. No penalties. Just a notice. Four. Four. Bolt is usually a little bit more talkative about things. Maybe he's being a little evasive or purposefully not delving too deeply into it. Athena would like to delve. I think she looks over at him a little sly like, do you really not remember? Are you just goofing on me? He's still looking at the file, but occasionally looks over. I honestly don't remember. Oh, no. A little bit. I mean, does it really matter? I'm just trying to get to know you, Bolt. We're, we're a task force. Right? Yes, we are. We are the Wonderbolts. We are the Wonderbolts. He's not giving her a lot. Nope, he is, uh, he is taking every opportunity to go back to his reading although he's making even less progress now he's oh, been on the same page for boy a while hmm can i cast empathy sure i'd like to do that go for it six six is a success so as you watch bolt the core of his aura is always golden the same gold that is everywhere on bolt mm -hmm. the speed is faster mm -hmm. so he's thinking at a quicker pace than he normally is. Okay. There's definitely some concern and some worry. Probably yellows and oranges for that. Yeah, I, I think that's mostly it. It's mostly concern and uh, it's moving faster. Hmm. I think she's gonna be a little charming, maybe. Okay. You, do, you Remember, you do get a plus oh. one for social maneuvering when you have cast empathy on someone. She looks at him and she's taking in his aura and when it fades out, I think she puts just a a delicate hand on his shoulder. Are you okay? The hand goes on his shoulder and he doesn't move his head, but his eyes just sort of go over to the hand and he pushes himself up on the couch a little bit and says, yes, I'm fine. Are, are you okay? Do you need to, do you need to rap about something? <laughs> Me? No. <laughs> he like folds the file and leans on his knees towards you a little bit. Maybe he's trying to look fatherly. I think she's a little taken aback because she didn't think he'd turn it around on her, maybe. What would she rap about with Bolt <laughs> to wheedle information out of him? I'm a little worried about going to the casino because my aunt kind of got a promotion there and I'm worried that she's going to think I'm bringing the law to town and, you know, because we're investigating and all the people were from the casino that are dead. So, I'm just, I'm concerned she's maybe going to be angry at me, I guess. Uh, I can certainly understand how family can complicate things, but I'm sure your aunt cares about you very much, and I'm sure she wouldn't be angry with you for doing your job. Maybe. Maybe. Do you have a lot of experience with family troubles, Bolt? She looks at him like... 
very intriguingly. Uh, Can I persuade you, him? I th you're definitely going to have to make a persuade. This is going to be at a minus four. What? But is you this do a get deep, a, dark you secret? You do get a plus one <gasps> because of... Oh, damn. Blew it up. Eight. That's a success with a raise. Yeah, nailed it. You say that and there's almost like a comical, as you're looking at him, like wash of expressions as he sits there and like thinks about this and it looks like has a pretty fierce internal struggle with himself. I don't hmm. want to put him in an existential crisis. Oh, that's too late. Um, ah, shit. So he's, he was leaning forward on his, his knees towards you and you say that and he sits up a little bit and folds his hands in his lap and wrings his hands a little bit and he's starts by looking off at the other side of the room but then looks over to the door and then back and it's there's like a lot of motion in a very small period of time um i do i really shouldn't be talking about it though i mean task forces can keep secrets you can trust me bolt i got you back here safe and sound i think we're buds you know no it's not about whether i trust you or not it's just i'm i'm not supposed to talk about it oh it sounds pretty juicy it is Bolt. it's very juicy oh man i think she has her her fingers are steepled she's very distracted from what's going on at this point in her life and she's just digging into this as far as she can she's just got her chin on her laced fingers on her knees just leaning closer perhaps all right i'm I might have moved here because I was encouraged to do so hmm. to help out my extended family. Uh-huh. I'm not supposed to talk about this, Sedaris. I do have an extended family. I get it. It extends quite far. You, s you say that, and I think he pauses to consider that again and says, You know, you might be one of the only people that does understand. Yeah? Well, maybe. Oh, okay. Do you promise me, Sedaris, that you won't say anything to anyone about this? I think she extends a pinky to him. I'm not familiar with what you're doing. Oh, it's a it's a Caldonics custom. It's a pinky promise. Ah. We, we grasp a pinky. And we're good. He nods. His pinky's really he big. Nods. Is his, how how many of her fingers is his pinky? I don't know. His hand's definitely way bigger than yours. But he, you say that to him and he nods sort of solemnly and reaches out a hand and grabs your pinky with like his whole fist. Grabs your tiny little pinky. Ooh. Just and does a, like a little shake. She makes an okay symbol with her other hand and nods with a, a sly smile. Okay. All right. It's... It's sort of an extended family thing. I won't bore you with the details, mm -hmm. but I came to Caldonix at the request of my great uncle to help with the, I guess you could call it the family business. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that was signing up for the regulators. I'm supposed to be doing my best to help people, but they're not supposed to know why I'm here. Why are you here, Bolt? To, to help people. To to be the Thunderbolt that they look up to, the Wonderbolt. But why? I, and he... How does he, he's about your to, family business? He's about to open his mouth and then he stops and 
sort of quirks an eyebrow and rubs his chin and says, I wasn't really told the specifics. It was it was about public image. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted to put oh, on I know a, all about public image. good face down in, down here, Caldonics. It's hmm. representation. Yeah. You know, make, make a Lara Corp look better. Are they fucking cousins? Oh my god. She's gonna delve into that. Is my, uh, my uncle told me I'm not supposed to tell everyone who I'm related to. It would make them jealous, or it would make them angry with me, or... I don't know. I, I don't like to deal with politics, Sedaris. Bolt, are we related? What? I mean, my family's, you know, got quite a few Alara Corp ties. He gives you, like, a very skeptical look, and then... She puts her hands down up himself and, and he says, leans back a bit. I'm telling you, I got you the truth right there. It's... I don't know. I don't think we're related, Sedaris. Athena's very skeptical. <laughs> I think it's quite clear that you don't have quite the same physique. Well, yes, I'm not. I'm also, not... our hair is different colors. There's no disputing that. Well, that's true. I'm going to show you some Punnett squares later. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> What's a Punnett? We'll get into that later. Well, who's your uncle? I'll, he, I'll tell he, you. He, he like his his neck retracts down, <laughs> and then his his face is like very pressed together. I'm really not supposed to say, but and he leans in and he puts she his hand up. Too. and says, "My uncle's glassy Sadar." Gotcha, gotcha. You know he's he's the head of Alaricorp. I do. She's leaning in with with her hand too. I do know that. That's pretty cool. I won't tell anyone. Don't worry. You. you I pinky promise. Yeah, you better not. You, I, we made a promise. I pinky promise, Bolt. Don't break a promise to me, Sedaris. I won't. Don't. I don't promise do I won't. <laughs> As she finger guns at him and smiles. I think he'll take that to heart and he gives you a, a, a nod on his back. I think she'll keep that close to her chest for a while. Yeah, and he leans back and he says, Well, my uncle said, or what, the, the people who work for my uncle said that it's, I've been doing a good job, so I hope that everything keeps going well for us. Wonderbolt's yeah. off into the future. You know, I think it's going to go even better, and you're going to help. Well, what was your your directive was to help people, make them happy? Was that it? And he pauses and thinks about it. Well, first I was supposed to be a regulator, and now I'm in charge of this task force, and I'm supposed to do well at the task force. Hmm. So I think think we're doing well so far. I think we're going to be doing even better once we start fixing up some property damage together. Trust me, it's going to be really fun. Oh, yes. It's going to be so fun. So you say that, immediately loses interest in what you're saying. It reaches for the file and picks it back up. <laughs> I guess I guess talking time's over. She she pats him on the shoulder. You'll see. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And he gives you... We can you hoverboard a, there, though. He gives you a little... Like, I don't even know that he heard what you just said. Ah, jeez. Well. Oh, hov- yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess she looks back at her files. She picks up some papers on the table and flips through them until she gets to that Ali Sahir squiggle paper. Okay. I think she looks at it for a good long while. I think she rifles through for other pictures, maybe of the brains that were dissected. Okay. Do the channels of Corey look like they match up with some of the squiggles? She's kind of thinking it might be like a call and response trigger or something for like fucked up glimmer people or something. Because it looks like they were going to mass distribute these papers. 
and maybe set off a ton of like moth bombs? She doesn't know. I don't think it would be research because you're not looking through papers to find something. You're comparing two different things. It might be a notice. Yeah, go ahead and make me a notice, I guess, uh, with plus two. Plus two? Oh, nice. Thirteen. Thirteen? Thirteen. These pick you're comparing them. Mm -hmm. And it takes you a while because the squiggles and stuff on the paper with the Alisa here, it really doesn't look like there's any rhyme or reason. Like, there are symbols and stuff, and sometimes they repeat, and sometimes, like, but they're... It's not like words that are written on a page in order. It's just like, this is a page with these symbols and squiggles slapped on it at random sizes and in random rotation degrees. Like, if you hit the randomize button and it just fucking spat everything onto the paper, that's kind of what it looks like. So it definitely takes you a while, but I think you do eventually match certain symbols and like you're like well if i made this bigger and if i moved it over here it like kind of looks like this and like i could see how that'd be there so it looks like maybe yeah maybe there Holy is some shit. maybe there is some correlation there <gasps> i did i did something i figured out your squiggle puzzle you, you've solved the squiggle puzzle yes i am very proud of me right now good job thank you i assume this took a while probably half hour or less of sitting here and look and trying to pick out which symbols might be this mark. It just takes a little bit, but I think you get there. She's holding both of the papers in like one in each hand. She's like, holy shit. Oh, it, you're right. Yeah. Did you stub your toe or something? I'm sitting down, Bolt. Oh, I wasn't looking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And you hear the, the ruffling of paper behind you like he's picked it back up. <laughs> she, she's, she's not even bothered. She turns to Bolt and holds up the papers and is like, do these look the same? Kinda. Um, well, that one looks like nothing. And that one looks like a brain. No, they, I, I don't think they look the same to me. Okay, so she's gonna, she's assuming they have other copies. She's gonna highlight the bits on the brain picture. Uh -huh. And be like, okay, these shapes here, these Rikori channels got burned through this brain. We don't know why or how, but if you look at these shapes, are they similar? She has no one else to bounce this off of right now. Bolt is her only hope. Yeah, he's he's looking there and his eyes go between them and says, Um, yeah, I, yes, I think that they could be similar. Sure. <gasps> what the fuck? Bolt, I think we did something good here today. Mm, I certainly hope so. A lot of things look like other things, Athena. Uh-huh. Oh, like, he called her Athena. For example, and he he pulls up a, a, a sheet, like what he's looking at, and he points at the letter T. Look at this one. Mm -hmm. And then he points at the letter L. It's a lowercase L. And this one, they have similar parts, but they're still different. Do you know what I mean? Yes, Bolt, I do. I think I get it. Thank you. Of course. We're, we're a team. We're a team. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's jazzed. She's jazzed. Something's gone right. Feels good. <sighs> well, so Athena's only goal right now is to wait for Zadal to come back because she's got to make sure his brain isn't fucked up. Okay. That's her goal. Sure. Zadal is not coming back. Not will, at all. Will, if, if Athena waits here all day, Zadal does not come back. Oh, good. What are, you, what are you going to do? 
Well, after a long day of investigating and hobnobbing with Bolt and waiting for Zidal to come back. Let's say you're still down with Bolt and you wait like another hour. So he's been gone for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, something like that. And a rando regulator just comes down and pokes their head in and says, uh, message for you and holds out a small piece of paper. And on that paper is talked with the Oculus. Everything okay. Don't worry. I'm off for the rest of the day. I'll see you tomorrow. And it's signs it all. She's not sure if everything is okay. And she is going to worry. And she doesn't know where he lives. So she can't go and check on him. So she takes and a note. I, f- and... I feel like at this point you have seen his handwriting. So it was written by Zidal. Okay. Like you would, if you've seen anything from him, you would know that this, uh, this was written by his hand. That makes her feel only very marginally better. But what are you going to do? She needs brain power. And Zidal's off. So she's going to go and talk to Silas. A bold move. Yep. All things considered. Yep, she gets that. I'm not talking you out of it. However, she stops to get a coffee first. Okay. For self-defense? She stops to get two coffees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the Oculus real quick, because it sounds like Zidal went home, and I really need to bounce this off of more people before I go and look into it somehow. So I'll be... You know what? If I'm not back, I'll see you tomorrow. How about? Oh, that sounds like a plan to me, Sedaris. I'll, I'll keep cracking on this. Um, and he shakes the file. Of, I'll keep cracking on this. I'm real proud of you, man. Making strides. We're, we're doing it. Um, pr- proud of you, too. Yes. She gives him a big thumbs up. He gives you the thumbs up and All right. beams at you. Rest up, man. See you tomorrow. And she leaves. So you're going to the Oculus's room. Yep. All right. You are standing in front of the door. You make your way through the spire, down the hall, in front of the Oculus's chamber. She knocks. There is no response. Uh, you know what? She's going in. Okay. I think she pokes her head in before yeah. entering. Door's unlocked. Opens just fine. You poke your head in. Hello? Uh, the room is mostly dark, but there's always the ambient light of the, I guess you call it like a quarry pillar, the tube in the middle of the room, yeah. and then the wall glass with the quarry behind it there. So there's a little bit of ambient light, and you poke your head in, there's no movement or anything, but you do notice slumped over the desk as a dark silhouette against the orange backdrop is a form. Oh, good. Uh. What do you do? Hello? A little louder? A little more worried? No response. Nothing? Nope. Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, she's gonna walk over and see if it's a dead person. Because that's kind of how things have been tending for her. Yep. I put the two coffees down on the desk and the file also. Um, As you're walking over to the desk, you can tell that this is Silas. Uh, He is slumped over. You put the coffees down on the desk... And from here, you can tell that he is breathing. Oh, good. He's just completely asleep or unconscious or something. Uh, I think she knocks on the desk a couple of times, seeing if the vibrations will wake him up. Yeah, I think as soon as you start knocking on the desk... um, Just like a... You do that, and he jerks awake. There's definitely a start as his head is like flat on the desk, like he's lying sideways on it. Yeah. Uh, But he's still in the chair, obviously. 
uh, and you knock, and he startles awake and is bolt upright. Oh, shit, are you okay? Looking around in surprise as he blinks, and you can see that his eyes are just as sunken as they always are with, you know, the dark lines there. And he looks over and sees you and blinks a couple times. I think she's got her hands up. Who? Um, Athena. Oh, puts a hand on his chest. Hey, you startled me. I'm sorry, I knocked on the door, but I... Oh, time's it. He oh, jeez, I don't know, I don't under have my watch. His, yeah, rummages under his desk, finds a clock and looks at it and so, sort of sighs, maybe half relief, half exasperation, and says, <sighs> Shouldn't have fallen asleep. A power nap is a very powerful thing. Uh, not during office hours. What can I do for you, Athena? She slides a coffee towards him, squinting a bit. And he, uh... I'm sorry about earlier. I thought maybe a coffee would help. I I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. Oh, why are you apologizing for something that you don't know? I, I don't know. I just felt bad about where we left it in the hallway. And I needed some brain power, and it all went home for the day, so I was wondering if I could pick your brain about something. And he, he's still blinking, you know, waking up a little bit, and he... Drags the coffee over and smiles and says, Thank you. The gesture is very kind, but not necessary. Um, yes, uh, Zidal wanted to take the rest of the day off, so he's, he's gone home. Um, certainly, what can I assist you with? She flops open the file on the desk, and it's got the Cory channels and the brain mm-hmm. and the Ollie Sahir squigglies. These patterns on this paper were burned into these brains that we found, that we autopsied, I don't know what this means. You put the pictures down in front of him and he, you know, continues blinking himself awake and drags them closer and is looking at them side by side. And there, there is a moment after he's examined it for maybe 15 or 20 seconds when it looks like something clicks in his mind and his eye movement becomes much more rapid and he straightens up and looks more awake. Do you see what I mean? Yes. There are similarities in the patterning. Yeah. So, this paper here, we found a duffel bag just full of these papers, and I'm very curious if it's being used as some kind of, some kind of, I don't know, mind trigger when they see it, if they have these channels in their brains, if something has, have you guys seen anything like these papers floating around? And um, I think he continues examining it, and he, you know, is tracing lines with a finger and just sort of matching them up and doing his own thing. And he says, I've not seen anything quite like this before. No. This is curious. What could carve Cory channels in a brain like this? I don't know, Athena. I've never encountered anything quite like this. To even leave an imprint on the brain itself is truly don't know. The Those who've suffered tremendous psionic trauma sometimes have um, distortions or even uh, deformations or something to that effect, but this is a bit different. I don't know what to make of this. Me either, but I don't know. It, it was in all of their brains. All of them. From the warehouse, from yesterday, from the people that all died in the interrogation room the day before, like something was talking through them. I don't know what. 
What do you mean something's talking through them? I didn't find out until the last one, where we actually got to talk to him, and uh, it definitely wasn't a voice that should have come out of a woman that size, and she was very, very strong, and she grabbed me, and I punched her and then she died. I think they were unrelated. Um, <laughs> Athena has not spoken to Silas about what's happened in the no. last two days yet. Okay, I didn't I didn't think so. I just, so she's filed the reports, but I, I'm working under the assumption that Silas has not read those reports yet. Yeah, probably. Just because it's been a short period of he's time. Busy and he's busy meddling with brains. Uh-huh. You punched a woman and she died? Well, I punched her and then she died. It doesn't sound better when you say it that way. Well, she died of a brain aneurysm, so I don't think that was on me. Because all of the rest of them did too. punched her in the head. I did punch her in the head. But I didn't punch the rest of them. And they all still died within the same 20 minute span. That also doesn't sound better. It doesn't. Um, I think something's killing these people. It's using them and then killing them when they're in custody so we can't question them. Who else knows about this, Athena? It's just task force business. Rasmus, too. What did you tell Rasmus? I asked her about augments for Bolt, and she's like, yeah, we can look into that. Augments? Uh, She taps her circlet. If there's mind control anywhere near this case and bolts involved I cannot even imagine the unwarranted destruction that could happen if someone used him like they've been using all these other people that could be problematic yeah that's what I was thinking and I really don't want to get ripped in half because I think he can do that I've never seen it happen but I wouldn't be shocked were it possible. Your your concerns are warranted, Athena. Good, because I felt like I was taking fucking crazy pills for a couple days now, because no one else seems to think this is a big deal. And it feels like a very big deal. Yes, this is... This is a new problem. Well, I don't know about the augments. Feel free to pursue Avenue. You obviously have the most experience where that is concerned. I don't know if he can make his but, well, he's linked, though. Doesn't a common skill, Athena, many who can alter their own biology through sheer force of will can happen, to be sure, but... Athena, do you... And he's looking at both the things. Do you have the reports for this, the autopsies? Yeah, I filed all of it with my reports the past two days. Good. Um, Do you have any reason to believe that Whatever is happening is communicable. I... I think it's... They're passing it through moths. Moths and glimmer. Moths? Yeah, I guess you didn't read the report. The warehouse yesterday? Thousands of them. Thousands of moths. One place. That's why Balt was so messed up the past couple days, and that's why he charged into that riot, and I had to get him out of there, because he inhaled a shit ton of Siku dust. And he was very addled. I'm very concerned about Bolt. And I'd really like to get him that augment. Mm, You seem to be doing alright this morning. But we haven't seen inside his brain. That's true, but he's not... Hmm. I'm thinking maybe it's kind of a latent sort of thing until it gets set off. 
It, I don't I, know. I, your guess is as good or better than mine at this point, Athena. I don't know. Um, it's certainly a good thing that we're keeping him close for the time being. He should not be unsupervised. No, make sure that he has company. Um, well, thank you for bringing me this, Athena. We certainly need to keep an eye on the situation. Do you have any additional leads? Um, the bodies from yesterday were all from the casino. Some kind of, I mean, there were shepherds. I think that's what the report said. All the people from the other day were just Alaricorp sector workers. They weren't in the same spot, but they, they were all toppers. Come down here. Yes, all outsiders. Yep. Well, that's certainly something to pursue that shouldn't be left for too long. I don't intend it to be. Good. We find ourselves in a an unfortunate position where we need to watch our movements and the exposure of certain agents. Mm-hmm. But we can't let time-sensitive matters such as this fall by the wayside. You know, quickly a lead can go cold. I do. Well, it becomes even more problematic that Bolt has external affiliations. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Didn't think there was any secret about that. I don't think he's a bad guy. I didn't think he's a bad guy either. I think he's a fool. I think he's exactly who they need him to be. So he's breaking stuff so they can ingratiate citizens to a Laracorp because they're paying to fix it, right? Do I have a beat on that? Certainly, that's one motivation. I mean, what are some others? Um, public relations. He's large, imposing, a bright beacon of hope. He's friendly, he's engaging. They can plaster his face on their media, draw attention to themselves. They can make regulators look incompetent. They can make trust of the city slip. They can sow resentment within our own ranks. There are many things they can do. I just don't understand why making the city less safe is their goal. It's not about safety, Athena. It's about support. It's about money, resources. It's about control. They want more control in the city, and the way they've gotten that is by leveraging an unfortunate situation that occurred to one of their employees, I suppose, into a more advantageous position for themselves. Meanwhile, we are in the process of trying to phase them out as much as possible since we're far more sustainable now than we have been in years. It's a deadlock. It's a battle of leverage. I think she nods. We've poached their resources and personnel. They've encroached on our territory, established themselves, taken our funds, resources. It's a, Everything is so intermixed now, it's messy. There has been a lot to catch up on. I dare say there will continue to be more. <laughs> yeah, probably. He looks very tired when he says that. Mm. Keep your eyes open, Athena. Oh, speaking of eyes. Yes? In the warehouse. Have you... Has anybody run into big orange eyes? Kind of ethereal, don't really seem attached to much. Control moths. She shrugs at him, hands out. She's just kind of laying it all out. He's going to read about it anyway. Make me a persuade. Ooh. 
at minus four. That seems fair. Well, the good news is it was an 11. An 11, okay. So that's a success. Maybe that's he's... 11 minus four? Or oh, no. It's 11 that? minus. Okay. So you know, with the minuses okay, so that's, factored in. That's with a raise. Okay. I think maybe she's just trying to lay it all out. So she seems very forthcoming about things. Mm-hmm. Just trying to wheedle a little info out of him. You say that, and there's definitely a shift in his posture and his body language. Before he says anything, he stops rubbing in his eyes and pauses and just sort of looks at you, and his, you know, he leans against his hand, and he's just exhausted and maybe doesn't have a great response and looks at you and says, I'm aware. You're aware. Yes. I'm aware that... I, I don't know entirely what I am aware of. I am aware that such a thing exists. You are perhaps the only other individual, aside from myself, and you said this was at the warehouse? Yeah. Yes. Um, presumably then Bolt and Zidane oh, as well. Oh, Bolt almost sh- assuredly has no idea about oh, them. Then but... Zidane. Yeah. Hmm. What, what are they? What are they? Um, they are... I I don't know, Athena. I don't know what they are. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what it wants. I just don't know. I have neither the time, nor the resources, nor the energy to launch a full investigation into something that is, up until this point, been what I considered to be possibly a phantom of my own imagination. I don't know. So these eyes, they were controlling the mods in the warehouse. I think they were what was controlling and talking through the people in the interrogation room. Told me that I shouldn't be here, that I should go back to the surface, uh, which I don't love. That it said that to me. Um, It called us parasites in the warehouse, interlopers maybe, one or the other. Maybe both spoke to you. Yeah, it did. Well, suffice it to say that it sounds like your encounter was far more interesting than mine. I don't know. Has it been in your head? Where have you seen them? I think he opens his mouth to respond and then stops and closes it and thinks and then says the details are not relevant as I as I feel, but the encounter itself was brief, cryptic, and isolated. How long ago was it? One year? Two, perhaps? And it it didn't say anything? It just showed up? Looked spooky? Left? It said things, but nothing that I feel makes sense now. Like, you can't remember it to make sense of it, or you don't think it makes sense as, like, a a put-together statement? Because maybe it would to me, you know? I do know, but it wouldn't matter to you. Forgive me, I, I, I realize this is cryptic and it, it isn't meant to be, but this is a somewhat personal matter for me that I'm not 
comfortable dredging up. Sorry. Mm, no, um, no apologies I'm necessary. Just, I should have been up front immediately. But. I just... I'm trying real hard to be the only Inquisitor on the team today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know how difficult that can be. For now, keep an eye on things. Let me know what you find out. Keep following the leads. I will. I'll... I'll look into this. Well, so will I. <laughs> I... The word parasite did come up. Mm-hmm. There is a connection, I think. I don't know what it is. I think she leans a little closer. Her shoulders are a little hunched. Sick so takes a sip of her coffee. That's it. I... They, appears to be some sort of connection, but I don't know what it is, and I don't know... I don't know exactly what it means. You can extrapolate that maybe we are the parasites, perhaps? That's kind of the vibe I was getting. Do you think... Do we know if anybody lived here before the freeze? Yes. There were... There were people who lived here before the freeze. It was the research teams. That's the foundation of our city was built upon that, Athena. Didn't you study that in school? No, I did. It's just been a while since I hit up the History Museum. Oh, it's a riveting experience, let me tell you. I remember. <laughs> yes, no, the the city was founded initially by, um, I don't know, I think it was a mining team, a mining expedition that was nestled deep within the mountain. And they were here, and then um, the zero occurred, and if I remember correctly, many settlers from the surface fled underground in the hopes that they would find more habitable environs, which of course they did, uh, and those who were here already, and the settlers that came from the surface, uh, were the founders of the new city, Caldonix. But did that mining team displace anything? I mean, if we're parasites, if we're all parasites... Um, it's got me a little jittery no, thinking about it. Certainly um, an interesting hypothesis. Um, that we we know that there was some indigenous life here, but um, I I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean that cavern cavern's big. There's no way we can ever look through all of it. I mean the mountain range itself is quite substantial, as I understand it. There, we've chosen not to delve too much deeper into the tunnels to expand them further because there are hostile native life, mm -hmm. which of course we depend upon for survival. And um, as I mentioned previously, that's become a bit dicier. It's become a bit dicier um, in recent years. And of course, exploring out into the waterfront is not profitable and not a good use of our limited resources. I mean, that's all I got. I'll keep... I'll keep looking into stuff, but... Sometimes that's all we can do. Many times that's all we can do. You know, good news, though. I think I've got a handle on Bolt. For ah. the most part, two days in, I think I've got this. <laughs> well, if anyone could, I would hope it would be you. Yep. You can do this, Athena. I wouldn't have put support behind you if I thought otherwise. I mean, I appreciate it. Good. Then keep doing your best. Keep doing your job. I, w I wouldn't be doing anything else. 
No, I suppose you wouldn't. He smiles a little bit at that. Looks a little less tired for a brief moment. That's good. Still doesn't trust him, though. Silas, were you... Were you and Jex close? Like me and Joel? Because, I don't know, I just... I miss him so much, and nobody else really seems to understand our relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Um, I don't know if I was close with Jex in the same way that you were with Joel, but um, he was a mental figure to me for many years. Taught me much of what I know about the trade, <laughs> as it is. I didn't expect to be Oculus at this time, but here I am. Here you are. Joel wanted me to be the proctor. <laughs> I think you could have been a good proctor. <laughs> no, I think Reeds is doing a way better job than I ever could have. He looks a little skeptical at that and says, Reeds is talented and dedicated and um, does do a good job in her way. And her way is simply different than yours. Doesn't mean you wouldn't do a good job as well. I think that branch on my tree of possibilities withered many years ago. I don't disagree. I'm simply making the point that if you wanted to, you could have done it. All that paperwork, though. Yes, there's a large amount of paperwork. He says as he <laughs> thousand-yard <laughs> stares into the quarry wall behind his desk. Do you have the time? Hmm. Appears to be about four. It was somewhere to be. Well, my shift is over. I've got dinner with my grandparents, so I have to go home and get ready, because I haven't seen them since I've been back. Oh, well, I'm sure they'll quite enjoy that. Hope you do as well. I mean, we'll see. Family can be tricky. Family can be tricky. Especially a family is good at politics, and me not being as good at politics. Well, then what are you worried about? You probably won't even know what they're doing. You know what? That's fair. I'm just gonna go and have a couple drinks and enjoy the bubble. Good, I hope you can. Yep, me too. God forbid it all come crashing down while I'm there, because that's kind of how this week has been going. I don't think you're in any danger there. You never know. She stands up and pushes her chair closer to the desk where it was. Yes, enjoy your evening, Athena. You too, Silas. Thank you. Don't forget about that coffee. It's not as good cold. Yawns. <laughs> Stretched out his chair. Yes. Um. Thank you. Picks it up and takes a sip and jerks back. Oh, it's so hot. How can you drink this? The hot adds flavor. And it gives you a very skeptical look and pushes the cup a little further <laughs> away from him with one finger. Just give it a try. It only scald for a couple days. I. I just did try it. Well, That's I mean, you with you were standing yep, right where I, you are now. I was just, standing right just here. Just a moment yes. ago. Yep. Yes. All right. See you later. Yes, goodbye. And she leaves. You leave. Fuck. That was a lot of good info. Good. I'm glad. She doesn't know how to process any of it. I know. But now, she's gonna go to dinner. You're heading to the bubble for your date with your grandparents. And the bubble is an affluent section of the city that's actually located under the waterfront uh, on the edge, like the lip of the city. 
It's at the top of the the biggest pier. That's true. Uh, It's filled with residential areas and higher-end shopping, dining, and entertainment. It's like a quasi-gated community. It's far enough away from the hustle and bustle of the city, so it's a bit out of the way. How would you get there? Are you probably taking the highway? Uh, Yes, I'm taking the highway today. Athena doesn't have her motorcycle right now. Uh, so she's she's definitely not huffing it the whole way there in her fancy dress she's wearing now. Mm-hmm. No, she wouldn't be doing that. Okay. I think she she went home after work and putzed around for a while and got into her one fancy dress she owns. Mm, what does it look like? It's actually the one she wore to the retirement party. Sans cloak. It's just your normal little little black cocktail dress frills out at the hips to make her look like she has a little more than she does. It's an illusion. An illusion. Calf-length boots. Maybe maybe little earrings. Puts her hair up in a bun. She's she's feeling like she's looking okay today. Very pretty. I haven't talked about this in like at the table yet, but I think she does have pretty meticulously done eye makeup so people can't see how fucking tired she actually is. Okay. I like that as a character trait. That's the only makeup she does, just the eyes, so no one's suspicious. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So the highway has a single uh, stop. Mm-hmm. There, there is a specific line that has one stop at the entrance of the bubble and no other stops, and it just circles back to the hub, which is the main highway stop. Uh, yeah, it's at the tip of the largest pier of the city, leading to a large glass cylindrical enclosure that houses banks of clear elevators with spiraling stairs descending around the elevator tubes, should you be so inclined to walk down yourself. I think I would be. I mean, it's it's been a long time since Athena's been back to the bubble, mm-hmm. and she just really likes walking down those stairs and looking at all the sea life. Yeah, it's it, and it's it's beautiful. Um, she loves an aquarium. The lights from the bubble itself diffuse through the water, lending the whole area a warm, golden, and reflective glow. Uh, and you can see the sea life swimming by, and it's it's just very relaxing, very peaceful mm-hmm. here. Uh, it's close enough to the surface of the water that you can almost see some of the currents still moving around, like you can see the sloshing, but as you go further down, that becomes less apparent. As you descend the staircase, you feel the coolness of the water outside, and as you go deeper and deeper, the bubble glows and grows closer. Um, You look out into the dark water, and you can see bioluminescent sea creatures and glowing vents of quarry vapors wafting from the sea bottom. Mm. You can see uh, sea life swimming by, flash fish that have this light camo reflex, like it can bend the light to be almost invisible in the water, but it has a flash as a defense mechanism, so every so often there's just a little puff of a flash out in the water. I think it almost looks like a camera going off. There are large eels that squiggle through the darkness. Nothing that you can see. You can't see any of the giant manatees, which probably <sighs> That's a, a better damn name. shame. There are some bioluminescent jellyfish that float through the water. Um, some large manta rays. I feel like the manta rays on their undersides have little rows of lights that light up in time because their their little wings go. That's really cute. And of course, there are squumps. Oh, these little bastards. Tiny little. She loves sea, to watch them. Loves to eat them. <laughs> tiny little sea lizards that have webbed feet that swim through the water and they can uh, inflate They're themselves. They're pretty fast. They're pretty fast and they can inflate themselves to this. <laughs> This weird lizard ball that bobs and floats in the water. I imagine they look, when they're inflated, they kind of look real cute like those, oh shit, in the Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter world, the Palumus, is that what mm-hmm. they're called? Palumu. Yeah, they're just real, real big and puffy. 
And when you get to the bottom of the staircase, you can see the underwater community through the glass perimeter. And it's not just one bubble. It's called the bubble, but it's made up of many sub sub bubbles. Sub bubbles. Sub bubbles. <laughs> it's very rapturesque, a la Bioshock. You enter the bubble proper as its uh, pressure locking set of double doors open and shuts behind you, leading you into the main area. And it is immediately apparent that this is a good place to be. The recycled air is dry and fresh and perfectly comfortable, unlike the mugginess of the city above the waves. It smells like vanilla. Yeah, does it? The light is gentle and golden yellow, easy on the eyes, relaxing your anxieties that you carried with you from up top. It's like being transported to a different world, Mm. even briefly. People are walking about in the streets. The streets sprawl out in many different directions. It feels like an upscale indoor mall with shop fronts and dining, though there's not a lot of overhead space. It's it's pretty compact, but it's well designed, so it doesn't feel that way. Probably has a lot of a lot of architecture to distract the eye. Probably, um, the people here are well dressed, not in a hurry, and happy. Just, everything's good down Man, here. Man, that's nice. Mm-hmm. There's chatter, but it never breaches a background murmur. No one seems upset or ruffled, and you're well dressed, so no one gives you a second glance either. She loves that. Yeah, she loves that. Maybe it's just nice to be in a place where everyone seems happy, even if it's superficial or on the surface. She's okay with that right now. Sometimes it's just nice, you know? She's having a pretty hard day at work, so this is... God, do they pump, like, pheromones into the vents to keep people relaxed down <sighs> Happiness here? Happiness pheromones, I mean, guess that's possible, yeah. There's no ambient, like, you're in a city noise. Um, there's noticeably no monitors blasting the news. Thank God. Mm-hmm. There's also quite a bit of wood down here. Polished and dark, lustrous, definitely an imported luxury. In the city proper, wood is definitely a rarity, whereas Mm -hmm. most things are made from stone or metal. And where there is wood, it's generally a variant of wood grown out of a hearty strain of large mushroom that gets the job done. And down here, there is some metal, but it's mostly ornamental. It's all polished and circular and swooping, very Art Nouveau. So, you're meeting your grandparents at a well-known restaurant named Peak at the top of the bubble. Mm. It's a domed restaurant, so you can look through the ceiling and see the ocean and sea life. Very fancy. So fancy. She's been here before. You have. So you head to the entrance of Peak. There is a host standing behind a mahogany desk Mm. located in front of an elevator, a single elevator, guarded by two high-class bouncers, and they're all in suits and ties. The man behind the desk has these nice bright white gloves like pristine just very fancy and the the man sitting behind the desk has a a small mustache you walk up and he offers you a smile and says yes ma'am may i help you uh yes i'm here with the sedella party three unless there are more that i'm unaware of oh very good and he um from his pocket draws a small pair of half moon spectacles that he puts on his nose and he pulls out a ledger and flops it open almost entirely unnecessary like there's no reason this shouldn't have already been open aside from making you feel good about opening it up and looking through mm. and he you know makes a show about going down those oh yes very good um yes your party is already here you're expected any moment oh excellent oh yes um see to the elevator on the right and they'll ensure you find your way up to your seats well, she goes on over. Mm, Thank a, you. Have a wonderful day, madam. Yes. Oh, yeah, you too. Oh. 
<laughs> so you go over to the elevator and the two gentlemen standing behind it get the okay from the other gentleman behind the desk and they nod to you and smile as you enter the tube and it is um, a very small elevator as like this is the only elevator that takes mm. you up there so it's sort of surprising that there aren't more she's very skeptical about this elevator and she's not enjoying being in it so I, th- I think you I'm not going to make your role for this because you as a regulator would know that there are like emergency ways out that are less glamorous but will get you out but maybe that's not the frontal facing Gotcha. So you take the elevator up and there is some lovely elevator music playing. It's just... Serenade me. What is it? The only one that I know is that one that's going to be... The girl from Ipanema? Yes, that one. So you take the elevator up and it opens into a small hallway that has an opening that goes out into a much larger, broader ballroom-esque venue. And as you walk forward, there is yet another suited man with white gloves mm. uh, who nods to you and uh, who says, um, um, good evening, ma'am. Yes, they all have the same voice. Fantastic. Yes, I would hope evening, so. Ma'am. No, I think... As a sidebar, I think this is an accent they all have to affect while they're at God, work. Okay, yes. Yeah, so they... Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, no. Where, how many assist you today, madam? Sadella, party of three, I think? Oh, yes, very good. Mr. Darius and Ms. Uh, Cressida are anxiously awaiting you. Oh, excellent. Yes, right this way, madam. I think she's she's playing with her fingers again. Yes. I think uh, that's her go-to nervous. Sure. I think he holds an arm out and offering if you if you would like an escort. I think she waves it away. Mm, very good, madam. I'm I'm a very strong independent mm-hmm. woman, you see. Yes. I oh, think she winks at him. We're all very aware, madam. Yes. <laughs> what? And uh walks you. <laughs> Wait, what you, you come back here. As you enter the main dining room of Peak, your eyes take a moment to adjust to the lower light. There are large circular tables with comfortable leather padded chairs. Each table has a light pinkish red quarry lamp in the middle. The light only casting out from them to the edges the table is perched on. It sort of lends an intimate aura to each individual table that doesn't stretch out and break up the darkness too much. It's it's a little bubble Mm. inside the big bubble, as it were. There is a small amount of light that diffuses from the surface far above you and it cascades down rippling over the table in light blues and purples like being in a walking tube of an aquarium and that's just sort of scattered everywhere in the room so there's just these little magical shimmers of light that go by it's beautiful this entire room is just one large glass dome so there are no walls on their own there's a solid Like, the floor is solid, you can't see through that, but Mm -hmm. everything else is glass that you can see through into the darkness. Uh, Colors are rich maroons and purples and flecks of gold, and it smells wonderful in here. Rich and savory, just... mm. Her favorite smell. (laughs) Leads you deeper into the ballroom, off to the far side, and the, the tables are all interspersed, you know pretty even like there's no like better area because it's, it's all the best it's all the best uh, but he does take you to one of the farther ends the tables are larger and circular and uh you see your grandparents seated there waiting for you nice she's been really nervous about this so your grandfather uh darius sadella who is one of the sitting council members his job title is curator so uh darius is an older, uh, more proper version of your father, of Clint. Um, Less squirrely looking. Yes. Uh, he is Vel. He's got 
uh, short-cut dark hair with a dark pencil mustache. And he's... He'd probably be in his 70s. So he's older, but still in good physical shape. You know, still mobile. His expression is usually somewhere between serious and relaxed. Um, You don't see him smile a lot, but, you know, he's... That doesn't mean he isn't friendly. Right. Darius also has some white tattoos, circular on uh, sort of like a U on the crown of his head, some lines over his ears, and he has the same uh, yellow vel eyes that you do, Athena. And then there is Cressida Sedella, your grandmother. She is also a vel woman, thin and lanky, which is, I think, where you get a lot of your physique from. She has blue eyes, also dark hair streaked with some gray, and she has a blue tattoo around her throat that is about... Maybe a little bit darker than Pavi's blue. Maybe a teal. Kind of um, swooping, ornamental. Darius is dressed also in a very fine-looking suit. Cressida is wearing um, a stylish dress with shoulder covering pinned over it. Very classy. And she is also in her 70s. I think she's probably looking like she's feeling the age a little bit more than Darius is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both smile and stand up to meet you. Darius rises on his own. Cressida does have a cane pushes themselves up and uh darius takes a couple of steps out and he is smiling oh he puts his hands out uh to give you a large hug oh deirdre so wonderful to see you after so long so relieved you finally returned to us yeah um i i'm glad to be back i'm sorry it took me so long to come and see you guys it's been kind of a hectic homecoming and then i think it's cressida who responds and you know she comes over and gives you a hug as well and she's one hand on her cane, one hand, I think, in the flat of your back, just sort of pressing in like mm-hmm. a like a claw, <laughs> just that very thin, right. weak hug. Yeah, it's been so many years, Deidre. We were afraid we would never see you again. I'm sorry. Yes, I know, dear. You've said that. I, yeah, I'm just going to sit down, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, please do. And she pats the back of your chair as she works her way back around to hers and says... But of course we understand that you didn't come to see us right away. You've you've been gone for so long and you're just now back in the city and these things take time. Darius nods in agreement. We're very happy you've found the chance to come and spend some time with your grandmother and your grandfather. Well, I'm always willing to find time. No, of course. Work got very suddenly busy. <laughs> yes, I don't watch too much of the news myself. I read the paper when I can. But it seems you've made quite an appearance for yourself. I think she just kind of blinks off up in the direction of the the bubble roof. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was largely being in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is exactly how I wanted my public image to pan out. Well, we can always work on your public image. That's never insurmountable yeah i'm i'm i've got a couple couple ideas working i'm hoping they work out well you know if you ever need any support or backing we'll have you as well as we can dear thank you of course i don't know how readily she wants to call on Mm -hmm. that i'll jump in and say that in the in the spirit of not bogging things down and retreading the same information that, mm-hmm. you know, the same, you're going to have to tell people things over and over again. Right. I think they will, they're going to ask you a lot of open-ended, like, how are you questions. They will probably be very general about 
how they pry into like the last seven years. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you that their general vibe is they are more than happy to not talk about it. Cool. So like, I think Athena would hit the broad strokes as an intro, but not delve further into it if she was asked. Yeah, and unless she was asked, rather. The response from Darius will be, "You know, you could speak to us about anything, dear. We're more than happy to listen, but we also completely understand if you just want to move past everything and get on with your life." I think that would be splendid. I would love that. I don't have an option to most of the time, so I will take it now. Yes, dear, there's no sense in wasting energy waffling about with these with things you can't change. So focus on the now, focus on the future. What do you want to do? Huh? I mainly just want to keep being a good regulator oh, is dear. my main goal. I just... But it's so dangerous. Look at what's already happened to you. Look at what's happened. You've been back for less than a week. It's out of control. It's nonsense. I think I'm doing okay. And she kind of looks over her slightly scarred arms. <laughs> you should take a... Darius, I'm... your grandfather can get you a wonderful job working in the mines or working with the Nixians. Doing any number of things, couldn't you, Darius? Oh, of course I could. You were trading for it initially, after all. Does it sound a bit better to you now? It does sound nice, and I would like to work, you know, with Mom. I think that'd be good, considering um, her current situation. But I also... I feel like there's a lot I could do for the city as a regulator that maybe I couldn't as, you know, a siphon. I think as she's saying this, she's, like, bobbing her head back and forth a lot, and her bun is, like, flopping around a little bit. Because <laughs> she, she doesn't normally have something up. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, well, of course, dear, you are. You are your father's daughter. Have to follow your heart, need to do what feels right to you. We'll support you every step of the way. I think she scratches her neck when he's talking about her dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he finishes that sentence and. His lip curls just a little bit, and he runs his his tongue under his lip over his teeth and says, Um, how... how is your father and his business doing, dear? You know, I think it would be doing a lot better if the news wasn't running a smear job, because turns out, you remember the Mobius strip across the street? Mobius's kid, Dick, is on the news. Yes, I did. Um, I did. As I mentioned, I don't watch much of the news, but I did catch a very specific um, expose that highlighted certain things about my son. What do you mean? Oh, it was a commercial or something for that um, Mobius strip where Clintero was accidentally featured, perhaps? Oh, yeah, that... Yes, um, has that been representative of your experience with your father lately? No, I mean, I think they just knew he'd be there, right? And I think you, you say that, and there's just like a visible wave of relief where he's just like, Ugh. Oh, good. Oh, good. A little bit more composed, but just like, oh, oh yes. Cressida jumps in and says, It was awful. He's, Darius, he, I love Clinton. He's, he's our son, but made him look ghastly. I mean, that's he didn't look the... like you crawled out of a trash can. <laughs> well, he was taking out the trash. Yes, exactly. 
That is my point. Uh, He's done so much better for himself. I don't know about that. She's pointedly looking off at a, a quarry lamp. I think he's right where he needs to be. He just needs some encouragement. Only you've given him plenty of encouragement, dear. It's been picking up, though. It's been picking up. That's wonderful, dear. That's wonderful news to hear. She's so uncomfortable. <laughs> she really wishes she could have brought, phoned a friend to come and... <laughs> sure. So as this <laughs> to is, cut the tension. So as all this is happening, of course, time is passing. Right. So I think the waiters will come around and uh, there will be some fancy leather monogrammed menus with a single piece of I bet they only have shroom one paper entree. In there. There's, like, there's not a lot of options here. Um, what do you think they would have? What's a fancy dinner that you could order here? I mean, fanciest thing is Kaida, so oh, that's true. probably that. Okay. She's going to do a big old judge if it's not as good as her dad's, okay. though. I don't remember what it's called. It's a specific type of meat where it's aged to almost the point of going bad. Like, it's almost... Dry-aged beef? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Where it's, like, almost rancid, and there's, like, a special Ugh. flavor when it's, like, right in the middle there. Gross. And that, that's one of the entrees. It's gotcha. like kaida I, meat that I is on that I do not remember edge. what that's called. I don't either. But it's almost rancid about, kaida though. meat that apparently is delicacy. Ugh. What's another fancy way to serve kaida meat? Maybe it's just like a very plain... Kaida Wellington. <laughs> Kaida Wellington. Just a, a very fancy cut of Kaida steak, perhaps. Yeah, prepared in a, a, a mm. different way than usual. Sure, and I think uh, Cressida will get some sort of vegetation arrangement, and Darius will also get the same thing as you. So, so she didn't have a cane before, did she? Hmm. Athena's not going to be rude, bring it up. Mm-hmm. But she's How gonna... tactful. But yeah. no, she, she did not used to have a cane. She looks thinner. And mm. more frail than she did seven years ago. And uh, Darius, Darius does too, but you would probably think that Darius is more active than she is. Like, Darius goes out and is moving around the city. Right. She doesn't do quite that much. So, she's more of a homebody from your experience. Gotcha. She's, she sticks to the bubble a lot. Well, she, who wouldn't want to? It's very nice down here. Right, and she doesn't really need to leave. So, she can and does, yeah. but she doesn't have to. The food will come and you guys can be eating this whole time. Gotcha. I don't want to break it up quite that yeah. much. But yeah, at a certain point, you'll order and then the food comes and you guys are still just talking and con- conversing. You take a bite of your kaida and this is a high-end restaurant, so they probably have good food. Probably. I don't I don't know that... Should we do like a roll to see how good it is or... Roll for the chef. <laughs> I want to say he's probably got at least a D10. Probably. Right. All right. Uh, what do you think? D10 or D12? D10. I bet Clint got a D12. That shit's his life. You want to roll for Clint? Yes. <laughs> I got a five. Ten. All right. So Clint is masterful. So you you bite into this meat and it's tender and it's juicy and it's very very good. It's prepared mm. very well, but it just it's missing something special and that something is Clint Harris. There's. Mm. That special sauce he provides. Yeah, there's just, I don't know, you can taste the love when your dad makes it for you. And it is leaps and bounds better than this. Well, she's definitely going to tell him next time she goes by. Mm. And you look over and uh, Darius is eating and he closes his eyes as the, you know, he takes a bite and just, mmm, delicious. It is very good. I think she's just daintily cutting smaller bites than uh-huh. she would normally. Sure. And you look over and Cressida is... She looks like she's also working through her salad, but then she, like, spears this enormous Celtus leaf and just, like, shoves it into <laughs> her <mouth>. Like, 
I don't know. I just have memories. It's of, so hard to eat salad, right? Right. That's what I'm sad. I don't know. I just I have memories of my grandparents eating and like trying to be polite and stuff. And yeah. my grandmother, who is like one of the most polite people, taking too big a bite of salad and panicking <laughs> in the moment and having to like, oh, do I do I stop taking this bite or do I power through and what's going to make me look more ridiculous? So, so you guys uh, continue to eat and Cressida says, "Your aunt misses you. You should go visit her very soon." I'm sure she would have a wonderful position available for you. She can always use more security, if nothing else. Um, I, I was actually considering going over there soon with a friend. Just having a nice time. Might as well drop by. Oh, I'm sure you could go there for a nice time, dear. But you should, you should speak to her about positions opening. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. Very good. She's, she's very non-committal on mm-hmm. this. Have you seen the news? All these people and the violence. Oh my. Certainly would love to have someone with your resume and experience. Well, I certainly have experience with violence these days. She leaves as an open-ended mm-hmm. statement as she eats more food. She chews loudly and then sort of with part of the food still in her mouth. Have you met any nice men, dear? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, I did meet one man who's very nice. His name is Bolt. I was going to mention it. <laughs> I saw you on the news together. He seems very kind. He's, he, you know what? And he's so large. He's, he's, he's a big boy. Um, <laughs> a big boy. <laughs> no, he, he's, he seems like a very kind fella, but maybe not the most on the ball. He's no. certainly a good, a good friend to have in my corner. Quite a looker, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, he's so golden. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to rain on the mood, but I was curious. Um, how's my mom been doing since the accident? You know, mm-hmm. I only found out about everything a week a week ago, so I'm kind of playing catch up. I think there's um, there's a moment where they look at each other. She looks very genuinely concerned at both of them. Yeah, they look at each other. Uh, Cressida's spearing some veggies and Darius is cutting some meat. And they look at each other in silence for a moment. Yes, um, the accident. Well, uh, she's been doing better. I don't work with her directly, you understand. Uh, she seems to be having difficulty controlling her abilities and her connection to Cory and her ability to harness and control it so it's been difficult to keep her in the same position mm-hmm. but as she works through her difficulties I'm sure you know I'd never allow her to be out of employment I'm just concerned I never I've never seen anybody that this has happened to, so this is quite new territory for me, and I just want to know how how best I can help. And uh, I think it's uh, Cressida who speaks in. New territory, yes. It's, it isn't a common thing. It's severe, severe trauma, depression, things like that can always be a factor. It's not usually the thing um, one would be so public with either. It's, not, it's sort of um, you know, person. And um, she trails off a little bit and Darius cuts back in and says yes I think the most important thing is you're back now and you can assist her in being happy and um I think he waffles and trails off a little bit and then Cressida cuts back in and says 
Well, there's not much we can do, dear. You know, she doesn't want to come and spend any time with us, so it's, it's difficult for us to make a difference, and she doesn't want to talk, and she doesn't want to get help, and we can't force her to. It's her life. I just, I can't help but feel largely responsible for, for at least half of that. Um, is he responsible for a freak tunnel collapse? Uh, no, more for not being there for her. Yes, I'm sure your mother's furious with you for being kidnapped and taken away. Well, I mean, I don't think furious, but I... <sighs> if you think your mother begrudges you anything for being kidnapped and taken away, you are sadly mistaken. Dear. No, I don't think that. I just wish I would have been here. Well, of course you do. We all wish you would have been here, but it wasn't up to you and it wasn't up to us. And what use is there dwelling on it? You should look forward, dear. Always forward. Learn from the past, but fix the future. She crunches some more Celtis as she looks at you. I think Athena thoughtfully chews some whatever meat's on her plate. Yes. Well, yes. And he continues cutting and eating. Uh, There's just like a weird beat of silence as you're all just sitting here in silence chewing. You know, something did happen at work that I was a little curious about. Maybe there's some light that could be shed on it. I was trying to look at my file when I got back to look over some old cases I'd done with Joel before he retired, and my file's gone. They said it was closed, so I went to the records room and I checked, and it's it's not there. Do you know where it would have gone? I'd be very interested to find out, because I've never heard of that happening before. Yeah, I think you say that, and Darius blinks and sort of furrows his eyebrows and looks over at Cressida, and Cressida's just chewing and shrugs. Dear, things haven't changed so much that I have involvement with the regulators. I don't have jurisdiction over files and things like that. So I do want to see if he's lying. Okay. Can I do that? What should I roll for that? Um, we, I don't think she's specifically done a lie check before, which shame on her, because she really should have been. Good. Just go ahead and roll your spirit and all. Let's actually, I'm not going to have him roll an opposed roll. Say spirit minus two. Spirit minus two. Yeah. For this time. Man, my rolls are doing pretty okay. I got a six. A six. It seems like he's being forthcoming. He doesn't appear to be concealing anything. Mm. He doesn't seem to know what you're talking about. Okay. And it is, you know, as far as you know, there's no crossover with what he does in the regulators. Well, he does have a lot of sway, and she just wanted to make sure. Sure. No, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for you to be suspect there, especially given what other people have said to you. But as far as you can tell, he does not appear to be concealing anything. That makes her feel a little better, but also more worried because she doesn't know where her file is still. It's just very bizarre, don't you think? Yes, it's very bizarre. Have you told your superiors about this? No, my direct superior doesn't uh, enjoy me very much. Who? So <laughs> Cressida says, and who would, who would that be, dear? Who's your direct superior? Oh, well, I mean, it's a proctor, isn't it? We used to do Shazad back in the day. Just a sporting rivalry. That would be... And Cressida trails off, and Darius is... Uh, that would be Olette Reitz, dear. She's... Oh, yes, yes, of course. 
Well, I'm certainly sorry to hear that you're having difficulties at work. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll just need to go talk to Reitz about it. Hmm. Yes, just need to, to be brave. Well, always know that if things don't work out there for whatever reason, always be sure to find you something maybe at the Lotus or in the Nixines as a, a siphon. I was thinking about going full-time Shazad aspirant. And she lets that just as a beat, just to see what they say, yeah, so, but I, smiling because it's a joke. I think, um, I think Cressida scoffs, and Darius <laughs> has like a very small smile as he sips at some wine. He says, "Don't even joke about such boorish things. I'm much better off without it, dear. Mm, if you're planning on going back into that fest, I think she bites her tongue <laughs> and looks off to the side. Oh, dear, Trump. It's such so many better things you can spend your time doing, dear. Oh, it's a, such a good stress relief, though. Well, whatever helps you get through the day, dear. I think it's I think good she for takes me. A, she takes an angry bite of her <laughs> vegetables. I do want to cast empathy, though, on them to see if they're fucked up. I'm just covering my bases. Sure. Athena says one thing only, and it's, I'd like to cast empathy. Sure. Six. Success. Five. Two successes. This is another situation where, like, I you wouldn't need to Benny to re-roll because you're not. Yeah. You can just keep re-rolling, but it costs you power points. Okay, who are you looking at first? Uh, who's closest? They are equidistant. I'll you're look literally. At, I'll look there's at three Cressida of you. first. All right, you look at Cressida. All right, you look over at her, and um, after a, a moment of focusing, her aura swirls into vision. It moves very quickly, and I think the I think generally speaking, the speed of the aura determines how fast you know, like the mind is going, or what they're thinking about, or what their current mental state is. So it's moving faster. Hmm. Mostly shades of yellow and orange. So maybe concern or curiosity. And then a very deep blue, sort of like Zadal's, hmm. which is usually with like pensive or thinking about stuff. Gotcha. And then uh, Darius, you do Darius second. His is, um, his has similar shades of yellow and orange for the, you know, just curiosity mm -hmm. in this whole conversation. The longer you stare at Darius's aura, oh, no. the more prominent the color purple becomes. It's like a light purple, maybe like a pinkish purple, and it sort of rims his entire aura. It's not weirdly... I guess, I guess it's a little cloudy looking, not the same as what you've seen on everybody else, like Pavi or uh, Rasmus or anything like that. It's just sort of like a purple gilding. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like a purple Is that rim. something Athena can make sense of? It's no, it's not something you've seen before. Purple so this is new. gilding. But it doesn't move. It, it's it's almost got like a pulse, huh. like a just a. It pulses with the aura. Um, there's no like erratic motion like there was. There's no black streaks or anything like that. Oh weird. Um, and then uh, his general emotional state, aside from like the curiosity, is uh, there's also some blue for thought. I think probably concern is pretty prominent. Hmm. Well, Athena's got one more thing to ask about mm -hmm. that has just occurred to her. Sure. Um. You know, I really would like to go over to the Lotus soon. I did... Uh, I did kind of stumble my way into information that something happened with Pavi over there in my absence, and nobody wants to talk about it, and I don't really want to ask her about it, because it seems like it was a bad thing that happened. 
I'm in a weird place where I don't want to go over there until I find out what happened, so I have... So I'm not blindsided by anything? I think Darius is sort of flicking at his mustache on his lip in, in thought, mm-hmm. just sort of like listening to what you're saying and connecting the pieces. Cressida's expression changes pretty quickly, oh, and shit. it's sort of like a... It's partially humored, and it's partially... I don't think scorn is the right word, but just sort of like... Like she gets some level of amusement from this, and she says, Oh yes, that... that um." episode um episode well i do know all the specifics i think she leans over the table oh and cressida is leaning towards you like this is some oh this is where i think this is specifically where athena gets that you know what i mean yeah no this is some hot goss it's some hot goss so she leans and she puts her silverware down athena puts her her chin on her her hands that she's got in front of her on the table just leaning she says well, I'm sure you could ask your aunt about it, and she would give you all the juicy details. But what I remember is that your friend had a bit of a, let's say, a, a wild streak. She had a bit of a wild streak, and she got herself involved with the wrong sort of people. And they, through whatever series of events or things that happened, convinced her that it would be a good idea to try to cheat the casino. Oh, Oh, no. And you, yeah, you, you have oh. that expression. You look back and Cressida is just sort of nodding with this okay. satisfied smile. Like, yes, I can. I'm sure you can see what sort of goes from here. So Pavi nearly got herself and a friend into quite a lump of trouble. But because your aunt is such a benevolent woman and looks out for hers, she swept it all under the rug. Now, that, of course, was with the understanding that Pavi was no longer welcome at the Golden Lotus and... Uh, future events like this um, wasn't reported to the regulators because I'm sure you can understand that would reflect very poorly for her. It was all kept sort of hush-hush. And that's about all I know. You said Pavi and her friend? Yes, there was another one. It was, um, it was an arrow. I don't remember what her name was. Was it Angie? That was it, Angie, yes. Okay. never met her myself. I don't really know anything about her. I've only heard... The, her name? Yes, no, I knew. Um, Pavi ran around with this Angie for I don't know, some period of time after your disappearance. Like I said, it was doing one of those wild episodes. She probably all just unfunneled energy. I don't know. Hmm. Hormones and all that. Yeah, hormones and all that. She, I think she has picked up her fort and just sort of like waves it dismissively in the air. Well. Yes, well, it's my understanding that she's doing quite better now, so good for her. Yeah, um. Seems like uh, her friend Roja was an immense help. Hmm. Roja, yes, that's a name. That is a name that has come up more recently, yes. How do you mean? Oh, well, you know, um, I it's just come up through you know conversation in the family, name drops, and I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. um, uh, know her father. No. Um, what is his name, dear? And uh, Darius is taking a sip of wine and says, hmm. I believe it's, uh, Faj. Yes, uh, Naveen Faj. What does he do? Well, uh, now he works over in the agriculture district. He handles a lot of the, uh, he grows things. You know, food, uh, vegetation. Very plant-based lady herself. Just to the east, here. Hmm. He waves a hand himself off in one direction of the darkness. Fascinating man. Uh, very talented. We're lucky to have him. Came from the surface, you know. Oh, yeah? Immigrated here. Uh, used to work for, I suppose it was uh, Sato, Remington Sato. Hmm. Uh, we brought them in to help with the food shortage years ago. Yeah. 
He came in that first wave, uh, did such an immensely good job that we offered him citizenship, and he jumped at the opportunity and came right on board. Well, who wouldn't? We're the best city around. And I, I think they both beam at that. Like they that <laughs> they both take that very seriously at face value. And there's a some she moments of a sense. It. Of course, and they mean it too. We always try to recruit the cream of the crop, the best of the best, and uh, the terms are generally favorable to entice them to come over. And they don't always like that, you know. Corp and Sato Nui, but they deal with it, don't they, dear? And she, and she, <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course they do. Hmm. As this conversation is happening, Darius, you know, takes his napkin and sort of wipes at his mouth and he says, Oh, speak of the devil. Hmm. Off to a, a table. I, th- I want to say it's a couple tables away, so maybe you guys couldn't see them from here, but uh, two figures are rising and sort of looking like they're about to walk out, and as they're walking over, they look over in this direction and see you guys, and they start to come closer. One of them is a live white Karnak. Is he the one, perhaps, from the news that I saw way back when? Very, very possibly. Uh, probably an Ignean, from the looks of it. He is... His body is very long and thin, with a twisting tail. Uh, he's got shorter limbs, like his his legs and arms are not as long as you'd expect mm-hmm. them to be. So he's got like a long torso. He's but got a long long torso and neck. Like salamandery kind of. Sort of, yeah. And he's got this magnificent mustache that hangs from his lip, and they're they're getting closer. He's more like the traditional Chinese dragon. Okay. Like he's got just shorter arms and legs. Yeah. And as they're coming closer, you notice he is in fact floating. So what? he's like floating over towards you guys. Oh, that's but he's, cool. He's dressed in a suit, and it's it's like it's a thin suit, you know, just to fit his form. Uh, his eyes are a very light sky blue. Like Tukas. Like Tukas. They come closer, and walking along with that Karnak is a taller Ori woman with light violet hair and eyes and narrow features. And she's dressed in an expensive-looking pantsuit with her hair bound back in a a silk scarf. And she has this mischievous smirk on her face. Hmm. The Karnak walks forward first, and he says... He floats. Yes, yeah, sorry, he floats forward first, and he's got a big smile, and he's got, he's got a longer snout, so his mustache just sort of hangs off the side and right. down. And he says, it's so good to see you all. And uh, Darius rises to his feet and reaches out to shake the clawed hand, and he says, Ah, uh, yes, Remington, it's always a pleasure to see you. Did you enjoy your meal? And uh, he nods, and he says, Oh, well, you know... The food is always tasty, and the company ever so pleasant. And he uh, turns to the side, and the woman scoff laughs at his comments. Sclaffs. Sclaffs. <laughs> and waves an airy hand and says, Yes, well, you know I'm always down for a night on the town, dear. And then uh, she reaches a, a somewhat daintier hand out to take uh, Darius's as well. And he says, And it's good to see you as well, Irma. And you now recognize that this is, in fact, Irma Novi of Sato Novi you know that she is she's behind the news basically Mm. Um, you don't know a lot about her personally but she has she's the biggest hand in like the TV station Mm -hmm. and they say hello all around and uh, Cressida smiles and pushes herself up and you know shakes hands and stuff too I assume Athena rises third if you do it's up to you yeah I feel like she would it seemed rude not to if everybody else is roll me a notice at minus Four. That's a real minus. It there. is, but if you if you get it, I'll give you something good. 
Well, you'll be pleased to know. Got negatives all around. It's not a bad thing. That means I get to hold on to stuff for longer, so that's fun. Okay, so they shake hands all around, and they get to you. And the white carnet comes forward first and holds out a hand and says, Remington Sato, pleased to make your acquaintance. She extends a hand and very pointedly says, Athena Sedaris, pleasure. It's a pleasure to meet you face to face, though I know all about you. Oh, yeah? Well... Enough. Mm-hmm. And he has a, a big toothy smile and looks over to Darius and sort of inclines his head. The woman comes forward and also puts her hand out in sort of the same dainty manner. Like a limp wrist. Sort of, yeah, like, sort of slaps it out. And Athena says, takes it in just a big meaty grasp. Just a... Close it. Just a, hey, how are you? And there's a... She is a... a Believer in a firm fucking nice. handshake, and I think it's it's very limp when you first grab it, but when it's clear there's like pressure incoming, you feel the other hand, you know, firm up, and mm-hmm. there's a flicker of distaste on her face. <laughs> Athena, dear, we can do wonders for your image. You should come and do an interview with us. I assure you, it would be to your benefit. I'm of two minds about that because what I've seen about me on the news this past week alone has been very worrying for me. Oh, but she oh. says everything with the biggest smile the warmest eyes well you know the camera picks up what it wants to pick up and we can only do so much with what we have so all the more reason for you to come down and do an interview with us dear you know all the more reason why not Mm, wonderful send me a date and a time this woman is probably in her 60s like she's visibly in better shape than Cressida is Mm -hmm. like she's moving and just fine but she's still like a little bony framed right yeah They have very similar stature and stuff, so... And she says, yes, well, that's wonderful. Have your people call my people, and we'll set it up. I think I am my people, so I'll call you. No, you you call my people. Ah. Gives you sort of a shark-like smile. Remington gets your attention again and says, Well, do give my best to Tuca. She's so reluctant to call on her uncle, but I do hope she's well. Well, we have a standing appointment to see each other very soon, so I'll let her know. And he, I think he puts, a, like, in his his claws, I want to say it's, like, three. It's, like, yeah. three little claws, and they're short. and It's like an eagle talon, almost, okay. you know? Okay, yeah. He puts that on your shoulder and says, And ask your director, whomever, to reassign her. She deserves better. Well, maybe I can do something about that for you. And he gives you that same very large smile and says, Wonderful. That's what I'd like to hear. Man, everything's coming up Athena today. <laughs> Well, Darius, I'll see you at the meeting soon. We've a city to run, haven't we? Oh, I want to see if they all got that purple gilding on them. Because okay. that was weird. Sure. That was weird, and she's very suspicious okay. of everything. Well, roll two more for me. Nine. Okay. Five. Nine and five. So with the nine, what I'll tell you about uh, both of their auras is you don't detect any trace of anything strange in either of them. None so of that purple gilding. There's no purple. There's no black weirdness. There's no blurred line. There, there's nothing out of the ordinary from what you've come to expect. Um, their personalities. Remington is very laid back and self-assured. He's very id like he's Mm. he feels good there's a lot of bright colors reds greens blues irma's moves much faster Mm -hmm. uh so she's sort of all over the place it changes pretty rapidly too so she's kind of scatterbrained it seems like Mm. but again very self-assured a lot of introspection and thought maybe not introspection but thought Mm. um but very active gotcha okay 
she's seen what she needed to, I suppose. And she says, Yes, well, you make sure you take good care of Bolt Boy. We need to get him back on the screens as soon as possible. Irma Novi will step in closer and she'll say, Things have certainly picked up since you've come back to the city, haven't they? Oh, well, you know me. I come from movers and shakers. And I think, uh, I think she smirks even wider at this. So her eyes, uh, fall on Cressida, who has since sat back down and is sort of busying herself with her plate. And she says, well, maybe not so much movers. And her eyes linger on the cane and then, uh, go over to Darius and she says, shakers to be sure. And, uh, I think she puts a hand on your arm then and says, I guess it remains to be seen what kind of movement you are. And moves to walk away. So after uh, Remington and Irma take their leave, and it is just you and your grandparents again, everybody takes their seat, and I think chatter continues. There's nothing too heavy going on, and a bit of time passes, and you're all sort of winding down. The check is paid, about to take your leave, Mm -hmm. when your circlet begins to heat up. Oh, shit. Ever so slightly. And you can feel the, the slightest presence just brushing against you. Ooh. It's like when... You felt Zadal pushing in before when you had the mental conversation, but it's not pressing quite as hard. It's just a brush, but something is there and something is trying to reach out to you. What do you do? If it feels like Zadal when they were in the hallway, pressure-wise, like, yeah, it's, it's not trying to like blast through it like correct. a ballista. Correct. It's knocking on the door. That's a very good way of putting it, yes. Oh, fuck. I, I think she lets whatever it is in. Okay. And um, as this is happening, uh, Darius and Cressida are... Yeah, maybe you guys are still eating in silence or... You know, they they don't seem to be, like, experiencing what you're experiencing right now. So Right. So you lower your defenses. Yep. Okay. You lower your defenses and you can feel someone in your mind and it's it's like before when you were talking with Zadal you can sense there's another presence there they're not trying to wrench control from you or anything it's just there and for probably the first 10 to 15 seconds after you let the defenses down nothing happens but then you hear a voice you are unremembered me? you by who? Us. Who are you? Who are you? Who? 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 You are surrounded. Surrounded. Surrounded by you? No. How did you find me? Watching. Waiting. Trust. Trust. Trust Trust not the the parasite. What is the parasite? What is that? Consumer, destroyed, apprentice, son, betrayer, new, sickness, consumers, consume, destroyers, destroy, master, apprentice, father, son, sickness, fester, host, consume, symbiosis. Possible. Trust not the parasite. It would be really helpful if you could give me a name. 
Names change. New stolen. Liar, usurper, destroyer, betrayer. Why me? You. You. I'm not important. I'm just a person. Master. Apprentice. Me... Me and Joel? I... I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Trust not. The parasite. That's not helpful. Who can I trust? I can't do this alone. Alone. Surrounded. Can I trust you? Yes. Us. Trust us. Please don't go. Beware. You feel the presence. Leave. Oof. While this whole conversation has happened, I think I feel like it takes place in the span of a minute or less. This is all happening mentally, and I feel like it's pretty condensed. I would like you to make a... Make me a spirit roll. Just like a composure roll to see how well Athena keeps this together. Well, she got an 18. With that, I think Cressida and Darius like do not notice that anything is amiss while this is happening and you're able to maintain your composure or at least mask it from them while this is occurring. And then for shits and giggles, make me a notice at... Oh my. Minus six. Minus six? What the fuck? That's not good enough. Have a Benny. Oh, one short. Another Benny, I suppose. I've saved them all for this. You did. You rolled very well today. Oh, Jesus. Last one. You didn't crit fail, so I'll give you something juicy if you get this. Oh, I know you will. Not that I haven't given you enough juice today. What'd you get? I got a four. With the minus included, I got... Oh, you blew up a six and a four. Okay. So as the voices are receding and you're basically trying to call it back, I want to say maybe you, not frantically, but you begin to look around for the source and there doesn't appear to be anything amiss. As you're returning your attention to the table and to Darius and Cressida, something in the corner of your eye, like, so just a... The smallest bit of motion, which ordinarily would be imperceptible or nothing of merit, catches your attention now in this moment of tension. And you look up, and you can see outside the dome in the darkness, there is there's a pair of small lights that are just like floating by in the darkness. They're green, green lights, and they pause very high above. And you can see there's sort of like two blobs together, and then they turn, and you can see that they're like two two circles just staring at you from the darkness and then when you look up and you see them they turn away and disappear into the darkness it's impossible to see, like it's it's dark enough that you can't see any form in the darkness but you can see these two conspicuous lights you don't know why they caught your attention but they did and you can't help but feel maybe they're connected i think she's squinting up trying to trying to see I mean she can't reach out with her brain she's not that sure. kind of she's not that kind of person true she slumps into her chair a little bit exhausted by all that you slump into your chair and you're just this wave of exhaustion just washes over you 
Cressida, having finished eating, looks over and pats you on the arm and gives you a smile and says, Well, dear, I know your job is stressful, but I hope this shows you that sometimes you can go out and meet some new important people and nothing dire happens. Thank you for listening to this episode of Neon Heat. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find our website at rpg4youandme.com, where we update weekly with new episodes, character art, and bios. Neon Heat features the music of the very talented Crockett, who you can find at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at Crockett80s. This episode also includes a special composition by Busted Boot Music, who you can find at bustedboot.bandcamp.com. We're also featuring some songs from Marcus D. this week, with his permission. You can find his work at marcusd.net. He's also on Spotify and Twitter, at Marcus D. You should really give him a listen. He's excellent. We're on Twitter, at rpg for you and me and Allie is at UCTheHat, where she posts art from the show. Allie also runs a side campaign for me that's available to our Patreon members, and you can find us there at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Any support means the world to us, and it makes it easier to make a quality episode every week for you. If you like the show, the best way to support us is to leave a five-star rating and review, but even more importantly, tell a friend about us. If you're looking for more Savage Worlds content, please check out Sounds Like Crows. It's an actual play Deadlands Reloaded podcast about five brothers on a quest for revenge in the supernatural Wild West. The cast is outstanding, and the audio and editing quality is cinematic and top-notch. The game marshal Caleb Sunstead is extremely talented and dedicated. They just started their fourth season, so there's plenty to catch up on. With all that out of the way, thank you again for listening. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so it means the world that you spent a little bit of your day with us. See you next week.